This is Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. A window to the Latin universe. Stanford. 90.1 FM. Radio Atenea Americana. This is Atenea Americana. Bilingual house of culture. On the air and online. Radio Atenea Americana. Su casa de la cultura en la radio y online. Para la radio 90.1 KCSU Stanford. I am Isabel Jubes. Isabel Jubes. Bienvenidos. Atenea Americana. Welcome. Bienvenidos. From Stanford to the world. And today we have an interview from the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. We will be talking with Dr. James Alls. He's a specialist in Latin American art, focusing on modern Mexican art and architecture through museum as well as academic projects. His books include South of the Border, Mexico in the American Imagination, 1914-1947, Art and Architecture in Mexico, and the first survey of its kind in some of 50 years, a monograph on the colors of photographs of Manuel Álvarez Bravo. Ols is the creator of the current exhibition Diego Rivera's America, an in-depth exploration of the artist's work in the 1920s, 1930s, and 1940s, which opened at the San Francisco Museum of Art this July. Stay with us to learn more about this amazing exhibition and to learn more about Diego Rivera and his art. Here we are from the San Francisco MoMA, And today we're talking with the curator of the latest exhibition, Diego Rivera's America. The, the title is Diego Rivera's America. And the possessive there is really important because it reminds people in the United States that for Diego Rivera, America, America, like for all Latin Americans, yes. is very broad, much broader than just the United States. So yes. his America was Mexico and the United States. Oh, okay, because for Latin America, America is all the way from the north of Alaska to the Patagonia in Argentina. Exactly, but uh, and Rivera would have believed that too, but he didn't travel anywhere except in the United States and Mexico, and our show is about his travels in those two countries. You are the curator for this fabulous exhibition. Can you tell us a little bit about your interest in uh, Diego Rivera and his art? Well, I've been, uh, ever since I got my PhD in art history, focusing on Latin American art and Mexican art of the 20th century, Diego Rivera is someone you can't avoid. He's always there. He's um, present in every book, in every article. Uh, he was very influential, both in Mexico and in the United States. Um, so I've been following and being interested in Rivera for since the beginning of my career. 
So tell me now a little bit about this exhibition and the chosen three decades that you are exposing here today. They are, well, from the Great War, Depression era, the pre-war era. Tell me what did you express with this particular collection? Well, when they, I was, I, I don't work at SFMOMA. I am a professor and I live part of the year in Mexico City. And when they invited me to do the show, I said, I didn't want to do a whole biographical story, but we pick up, we start the story in 1921. Diego Rivera returned from Europe. He had been there for over 10 years. And that's when he begins uh, his work as a muralist. And we open the show with his first mural called Creation. And we bring the audience through the 20s, the 1930s, into the 1940s. And that covers three or four major historical moments for Rivera. Not the Mexican Revolution itself, which was over by the time he returned, but to the period of reconstruction after that war in Mexico. Then when he comes to the United States, the Great Depression. In Europe, the rise of fascism, the threat of war, and then the outbreak of war and uh, the beginning of the Cold War after World War II. So that's the historical moment. But our show is, is really about the great themes, uh, the great paintings that Rivera made in that period. Now, the biggest mural that is downstairs, I think, is the Unity mural. That's regarded one of the most important murals he did here in San Francisco, uh, one of the few. And uh, is also, I think, has been exposed for many years in a college, and it has been moved a few times, but somehow is uh, one of the most important pieces of, well, frescoes or murals that he has done in the U.S., isn't it? Well, he came twice to San Francisco. Um, it's the only U.S., it's the U.S. city he really spent the most time in. His first trip was in 1930 and 31. He came with Frida Kahlo, and he painted three murals here in the city. Two are in buildings, in the art school and in the stock exchange, and then he painted another smaller mural in a private house. That was later moved out of the house, and we have it here in the museum for the show. A beautiful mural about uh, agriculture down South Peninsula in Atherton. Uh, then uh, he made a lot of friends here. He was friends with architects in particular, and they invited him back in 1940 to paint for a World's Fair that was held here in San Francisco in 1940. It was called the Golden Gate International Exposition. And uh, he painted in a big uh, building live in front of the public. So the uh, people could come to the fair and do other things, and then they could go to this pavilion and they would watch Rivera up on the wall painting. And that mural, which is called, um, well, it has a very long title, but it's a short title that everybody calls it Pan-American Unity, was, uh, was made for the fair, then it was moved out, put in storage, moved to a new building at City College of San Francisco, which some people are probably familiar with. Mm -hmm. And it's been in City College in a kind of a very tight bad space mm -hmm. and so uh, it needed conservation it needed to be moved out of that space so SF MoMA moved it here temporarily for about three years where you can really see it uh, it's really spectacular it's a very complicated mural um, but it, but that mural has to do with both Mexico and the United States and it's about what they share more than what is different about them and uh, so our show too 
is about some issues that Diego Rivera was interested in both Mexico and the United States. The worker, traditional life, um, uh, social justice, um, etc. Well, and there are other figures there that are easily recognizable, like Simon Bolivar or Hidalgo, Lincoln, Washington, and then not just historic figures, but figures from that particular historical moment, because you can see Mussolini, you can see Stalin, for example. Sure, because Rivera thought that what... Well, Rivera in 1940 was very worried about World War II and the, and the threat of fascism in Japan and in Germany and Italy. And, uh, and he saw America this greater America as a space of tremendous artistic creativity, technological ingenuity, both in Mexico and the United States, but also a space of a spirit of independence, of freedom from Europe. And so that's why Bolivar, Hidalgo, uh, Washington, Lincoln, these are all people that represent this spirit of independence, that it was shared across Latin America. That mural then going to stay here in that place for the next three years? Well, it's been up for one year. Some people might have seen it. It's in a free space uh, on the ground floor that's whenever the museum is open, anyone can come in from the street and come in and see the mural. Uh, you have to pay to see the exhibition. It's worth it. It's an amazing exhibition, but uh, the mural is free. It'll be here for another year or so until it gets moved back to City College. You do have in the museum already some big and important pieces in your permanent collection, collection but uh, how many other pieces you have into this exhibition? Borrow from private collectors or from different museums? Are there new pieces that are recently acquired? or they are used pieces that you normally don't put outside. So what is the origin exactly of the collection here today? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So San Francisco Museum of Modern Art has one of the largest collections of work by Diego Rivera in the world, more than many Mexican museums, over 70 works, paintings, drawings, etc. Um, we have about 40 of them in this show, but the show has over 150 works by Diego Rivera from museums across the United States, Mexico, Argentina, Eng England, and they've been brought together for the first time and the only time. Um, no one will ever be able to see these works together after this show is over. Um, many of the works have never been seen before by the public. They've, they're coming out of private collections for the first time, which is very exciting for a curator. Mm -hmm. I've seen when you have your permanent collection, and I, I normally member of the museum. You normally put a lot of Diego Rivera's art right by Frida Kahlo's yes. art. Do you have any of Frida Kahlo's, if so, why or why not, in this exposition? Well, this is a show about Diego Rivera, and this is a show for people that want to learn about him, but uh, in, in one of the rooms, which is about San Francisco, his first trip to San Francisco, we include a very famous painting that's in the permanent collection here, which is a portrait she made of Diego Rivera with Frida Kahlo. And that was painted here in San Francisco. It's part of the permanent collection of the museum. And we have a couple other Frida Kahlo paintings that relate specifically to Diego Rivera, showing the connections that he was making in the city with different friends and uh, his assistants and all, all of that. So yeah, we have three Fridas, 
but 150 Diegos. The pieces that are not from uh, the MoMA collection are, who are they from? From other local places? Well, Diego Rivera was very popular in the United States uh, mm -hmm. for collectors for, from the very beginning in the 20s, 1920s. And so most of the, most, the great American museums have works by Diego Rivera. And we have loans from the Museum of Modern Art in New York, the Art Institute of Chicago, from Phoenix, from St. Louis, from um, uh, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Denver, all across the country. Um, and uh, so, so many of these paintings are, are familiar to the public in those places, but many of them have never been in San Francisco or even in California, or sometimes never even been out of their homes. And you can see that some of them, like the actual mural downstairs, have very bright colors, so probably has been clean, uh, but others are original because are already... A little darker. A, yes, a little darker. Well, this is a very good question that a lot of people have. Um, I think some of the earlier paintings by Diego Rivera uh, might have darkened a little bit with time. Um, maybe the whites aren't as intense as they are in later paintings. But also, sometimes when Rivera, you know, we think of uh, Mexico, like there's a famous painting of La Molendera. The woman is making tortillas. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we think of it as, we want to think of it as beautiful and it should be bright. But actually he wants to emphasize how difficult it is to make tortillas every single day of your life for your family if you're a woman. So he doesn't want to make the colors bright and happy. He wants to be a little sad, I think, in some of the paintings to remind us of how hard the work is that these people are doing. Yeah, the colors, he has a certain palette that he works with that yes. are ochre or more earthy. And when he shows a fiesta, then it's bright colors, right? Because then it's about celebration and joy and, uh, you know, music, fun, right? Yes. So I remember four few years ago during an exposition and a conversation here in San Francisco with uh, Guadalupe Rivera, there was also a person from the Rockefeller family talking a little bit about the relationship between uh, Rivera and his patrons and Rivera and the Rockefeller family and how important uh, the collection has been and uh, the support that he and his family had. Uh, so I was wondering if there is still that strong connection and if some of those uh, paintings are part of uh, this exhibition today. We have a lot of, it's very interesting, the Rockefeller family, mm -hmm. I mean, they were some of the richest people in the United States and they were uh, big collectors. And they, uh, particularly the mother, Abby Aldrich Rockefeller, she was the mother. She loved Diego Rivera and she bought a lot of paintings by Diego Rivera. And we have quite a few of them in the show. The, the Rockefellers don't have any of those paintings anymore. They either donated them to other museums or in a couple cases, they sold them. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yes, they were, they were very important. We also have two huge drawings that Rivera did for the famous mural he painted in Rockefeller Center in New York. Mm -hmm. And these drawings show kind of his early ideas for that mural, which was famously destroyed by the, by the Rockefeller family 
because it included a portrait of Lenin and didn't really fit with their idea for this capitalist office building that they were building in Manhattan. Um, but the Rockefellers remained very much interested in Diego Rivera, despite that story. Mm -hmm. As collectors, personal collectors, they were really interested. Well, I also bring it up because they are part of the murals downstairs and they are part of his art. You know, this dichotomy of the two faces of the people that he portrays, or well, maybe more than just two kind of people, but you can see the patrons of art, the wealthiest people on earth that he's surrounded by and they are his friends. And then you can see the people that is also around here, which are the workers and the people that he also care about and how he puts them at the center stage of his murals and his art and how all of this is important part of that era, of that time, and what Diego Rivera is about. Sure. Well, Diego Rivera was uh, both an idealist, of course he believed in communist ideology, that that would solve the problems of injustice and uh, inequity and racism in the world. Um, but he was also a pragmatist, and he had uh, to earn a living, like all artists have to earn a living. And he didn't make very much money as a muralist, and he certainly didn't make any money supporting communist causes or marching in the streets or working with unions. So he really needed, he really relied on the patronage of private collectors and uh, others for murals, but also for portraits. You know, we have a lot of portraits in the show and people would pay for their portraits and pay very well uh, for their portraits. And Rivera had a lot of expenses. He had expenses as an artist, but he had to maintain a home. He had a staff, he had a chauffeur. He never learned how to drive. Mm -hmm. um, he was an art collector. He was collecting uh, Arte Prehispanico, Aztec art and, and uh, things like that and wanted to build a museum. And he was also maintaining Frida Kahlo, who had very large medical expenses. Uh, you know, a lot of people are familiar with her s tragic story. Uh, and he had to pay those. So he needed to sell art to pay all of these expenses. And that's why he negotiated and dealt with capitalists. But he loved everybody. Diego Rivera was somebody who could talk to the maid mm -hmm. and he could talk to the, you know, the capitalist uh, banker. Uh, equally, and he yeah. and everybody liked talking to him. I think. Well, and in the story you see downstairs in the big mural, the Unity, Pan American Unity mural, you can see that he portrays. He tells story, and he portrays everybody in a particular way, and he can also put people in a good and a bad way, and you know he talks about the freedom and about the liberty ideals. But then he also puts right in the middle, in a very bad light, like the bad guys are Stalin, Hitler, Mussolini, also something that might look like the Chinese army also together holding a big bomb that obviously symbolized the, the bomb to fall. So that's the center of the something really bad that is happening. and uh, But then on the other side, he also puts the innovator, he puts Ford, he puts, uh, you know, all the good things that are also happening in the United States. I mean, he yeah. was very critical of uh, these military fascist uh, alliance. And it, when he was painting this mural, 
Rivera was a member of the Communist Party, but when he was painting this mural, Stalin, the head of the Soviet Union, had created an alliance with Hitler that nobody understood why, how that could possibly happen, but it did happen. And it was, uh, and that created Stalin for Rivera became the enemy because how could the enemy of my, the friend of my enemy is my enemy. And anybody that would make an alliance with Hitler was an enemy. So that's why he criticizes Stalin in that mural because everyone in 1940 was afraid of the war, but a lot of people in the United States were isolationists. They didn't want to join the war. It's only after Pearl Harbor in 1941 that America joins the war, U.S. joins the war. So Rivera in that mural is warning people that there is, a, there is evil forces out there that are threatening America, all of America, and that people needed to be prepared for war. So what is the message you want to convey with this particular story that you're saying in this presentation uh, today? Well, I think... Um, today was... Yeah, I, I think on one level, uh, this is a show, this is the biggest show of Diego Rivera in, in more than 20 years. And it's time to look at him with new eyes, with new, new themes, and bring together paintings that have never been seen together, and, and really understand him and, and how his paintings are related to his murals and the process that he did to, to make paintings or to make his murals. We have a lot about how you paint a mural and how he used his drawings to make murals. So that's, that's one thing. But a bigger thing is we live in a world, I think, today where we can forget that art matters. You know, it's not just about the artist living in his little studio, painting for himself or herself, and uh, self-expression. That's all very good. But we live in a world with tremendous problems that we often think are horrible. But Rivera lived in a world with horrible problems, too and terrible inequity and racism and war. Um, and he believed that art was part of a strategy to make the world better, to change the way people think, to make people smarter, and to make people care about workers more. You know, during coronavirus, the pandemic, everybody talked about essential workers, you know. And Rivera was already making people think about the essential workers of his day who were working in factories, working to cook your food, working to sell the food in the market. And, and, and he reminds us of the importance of work, you know, that our, all of our prosperity rests on the backs of, of the working class. And he, so, so he's, he's a, an artist that's really important to revisit today, I think. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for your time. And I hope that the exhibition is a success, which is already looking like it's... Uh, a success with a lot of people very interested about it and that people take the time to actually read and learn all that they can learn about Diego Rivera and about that particular historic time from all the information that you put together. Thank you. And this was Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. Stanford 90.1 FM. Rayon Atenea Americana. A window to the Latin universe. This is Atenea Americana. Bilingual house of culture. On the air and online. Su casa de la cultura en la radio y online. Para Rayon 90.1 KCSU Stanford. I am Isabel Juves. Isabel Juves. Vuelve pronto. Atenea Americana from Stanford to the world.
Remember to come back soon. Ciao. See you later.